Are you okay? Don't care. Great. Bring on the bubbly. Babe. <laughs> hey guys, this is Are You Okay with Teeny Lewis. Hey, podsters. <laughs> Mom, I am so happy that you coined that for me because instead of calling everyone the listeners, I'm going to start calling all of you the podsters. The podsters. What do the podsters want to hear? How do the podsters feel? Episode 9 and feeling fine, baby. Uh, <laughs> I'd be lying if I said I felt fine. Um, Ontario is in quite the state at the moment. I do not want to taint this episode, taint this episode with any negativity because I have an incredible guest. However, it's important to acknowledge how we're feeling, and I am fed up, along with everyone else being fed up. I know I'm very privileged, but at the end of the day, this is relentless now. We are over it. It's been a year, and unfortunately, we're being failed as a province and a country, and I want to believe that everyone's doing their best, but we're very behind on the vaccine rollout, and people are dying, so... That being said, (laughs) I said I wasn't going to taint the episode with this, but it's really important to acknowledge that I'm feeling like, oh, so thank you guys so much for this platform, for the listener support, for the podster support, for the podster support. And I love you guys. And this has been an amazing outlet for me. And I encourage everyone to find that kind of outlet because this is our new reality. And as much as some people have put their lives on pause and that's totally okay, that is not the kind of gal I am, you know? So I am going to keep trekking along, if you will. And I realized that my show has kind of developed this natural one week on, one week off when it comes to the entertainment industry. And I'm loving that flow. So what I mean by that is that one week I have an industry-based professional from the entertainment industry, whether it's a casting director, an actor, a choreographer. And then the following week, I have something completely unrelated because like I said in my first episode, there is much more to me than the performing arts. And I have so much I want to say and I want to keep bringing you guys awesome content. So again, open to suggestions, open to collaborations, reach out. I'm an open book. Lord knows we know it. So my guest this week is an entertainment industry-based professional. He is one of my dear friends. We did not start off as friends. We actually started off as colleagues, but quickly, quickly hit it off. I absolutely adore him. Justin Peebles, everyone. He currently serves as a resident choreographer for one of the most successful, if not the most successful cruise line in the world, staging and creating the award-winning entertainment that is seen on ships worldwide. As a director and choreographer, he has not only created new and innovative shows for this cruise line, but worked alongside Anne Reinking. Ugh, I struggle saying her name every time. R.I.P. A legend, as well as Neil Patrick Harris. Justin, I would die happy knowing that I had worked with those two individuals. Justin also serves as head choreographer for Manhattan Creative Group and Oscar winner Joseph Wartner Cheney. He has taught intensives around the USA, including, including, including Point Park University and Pittsburgh CLO Academy, 
Justin, I am botching your bio. So unfair, but I'm going to keep going. As an actor, Justin has performed with MTV's Rock Band Live and Pittsburgh CLO in MAME, West Side Story, Annie Get Your Gun, and A Christmas Carol. Favorite credits include Singing in the Rain, Assassins, and King of Hearts. Justin holds BFA Musical Theater from Point Park University's Conservatory Program. So... Need I say more? Justin's got the credits to back the fuck up. He knows what he's doing. I can't wait to pick his brain. So please welcome Justin to the Are You Okay stage. It's not a stage, Teeny. You wish it was. It's a Zoom call. Just accept it. Hey, guys. I don't even know how to start these things anymore because I am so obsessed with my guests. I love them. I've got quite the gentleman joining me today. So please welcome Justin Peebles. Hello. Oh my God. I'm on this show with <laughs> Teeny. <laughs> hey, we have Justine. We have Justin. We're killing it already. I actually had a bill for a long time in Toronto that came to Justine Peebles. So I should have sent it to you to pay. Okay, that's refreshing to hear because that never happens. The (laughs) amount of times I get called Justin and people spell my name Justin is actually absurd. But anyways, hilarious. Um, So Justin, you know what? I just want you to tell the listeners who you are. And then, of course, we're going to get into our relationship, what we do, yada, yada, yada. Um, so I was born in Kentucky. I worked in theater in Kentucky at a place called Stephen Foster, the musical for a while. It's still running. Oh. It's the longest running outdoor drama of Kentucky. That was my first professional gig. Cute. Um, and then I went to school at Point Park in Pittsburgh. Great conservatory. That's where I really learned everything I know. Um, and had some amazing teachers there and worked at Pittsburgh CLO. Uh, which is Pittsburgh Civic Light Opera. It's a huge regional theater. That was a lot of fun. And uh, got, when moved, then I moved to New York and (laughs) uh, went to uh, auditions right away and booked my first gig, which was uh, for a cruise line. And I have been kind of working with them ever since. Yeah, you haven't really looked back, right? Like, so you worked as a performer on a cruise ship, That's how we know each other, guys. We're going to get into that eventually. But for how long? So I did three contracts, including one where I opened a ship. So it was um, it was a good probably three years, roughly, of my life uh, before I started teaching for them. So for the muggles, the non theater people, when you open a ship, that means like you're the first cast to ever be on that ship with the first ever guest sailing, correct? Correct. Yeah, it's pretty exciting to just to, uh, you know, you think of it as like opening a theater, a brand new theater. Yeah. But in this case, it's a brand new home because you're also living there. So you're kind of um, peeing on it and making it your property. Right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you totally did that. Let me tell you, because you've been there ever since. So now would you say that you're a resident choreographer for a cruise line or what's your title? Absolutely. Resident choreographer. Um is kind of the best way to describe it. We don't originally create pieces. Sometimes we do, but for the most part, we're recreating material from other people. Yeah, and you're teaching every cast that comes through, getting them ready for the ships, setting them on the ships. Which Um, is the craziest part of our job, actually, is I think the hardest part is remembering all of the names because we get 
so many cast members every year from all over the world which is my favorite part of the job is just yeah. getting to know all these amazing crazy people like you teeny me crazy <laughs> I know it's very refreshing when the Canadians come through because I know you're not Canadian, but at this point you're, you're, you're Canadian. You're marrying a Canadian. Yeah. Yeah. You're a resident. You're marrying a Canadian. Um, And I know people were always a little bit like off, like you can tell the Canadians. Well, the thing I've learned, I, I, like I said, I knew nothing about Canadian theater coming up here because Mm -hmm. I came to Toronto for this gig that I'm doing. And, um, it's, it's just really interesting because I feel like the amount of theater is not as vast in Canada as it is in the States. Oh my gosh. I think, I mean, on average, there's what, like 40 regional theaters in a town in the States and there's like one to two here. Yeah, depending on the town for sure. But it's, I think that's what makes the actors from Canada so crazy is that because they are just hungry, right? We never work. (laughs) And when we do, we're like, holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) I know that was definitely my energy when you first met me. So guys, um, I was cast in my first cruise ship contract. And it was, the rehearsal process was based in Toronto and that's where you're based, Justin. Yeah. And. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Which is awesome because I'm not like leaving home. I'm not upping and leaving for two months. It was a two month rehearsal process. And we met back in 2015. Oh my and gosh, Justin, has it been that long? Yes, we're old. You're old. I'm old. Five years, six years now. Crazy. Yeah, I guess it's six years because the last year like truly didn't count. Let's be real. No, no, I'm not. I didn't count the birthday. So I'm, I'm not counting <laughs> it. Amazing. So we met in 2015. And so you were my choreographer. You were part of the creative team like you still are. And I was a new cast member, Deer in the Headlights. So I want to share with the listeners our first memory of each other. <laughs> <laughs> well, yours is really easy. We were sitting in a circle up and, you know, it's a hi, how are you? Tell us a little bit, bit about yourself. And um, you said, hi, I'm Justine. I'm from Toronto, Canada. Uh, or I no, you said I live in Toronto, Canada, and I'm looking for a green card. So any of you single guys from the, from the U.S., mama needs to work. <laughs> <laughs> no, legit, that's what happened. And guys, for theater people and non-theater people, when you circle up on day one, it's like kind of stressful. You know, when you're about to be like asked to read in class and you mm-hmm. get super stressed, like, okay, my, t- my turn's coming, my turn's coming. You like, and you read. forget how to read. You forget the English language. Like, <laughs> yeah. Legit. You stress yourself out. So, you know, your turn's coming and like, it's the first time everyone's meeting you. It's their first impression of you. And I'm an improviser. Like that's what I do, but <laughs> I'm sitting there and I'm like, Oh, like, like, what am I going to say? And I'm listening to people be like, I have off-Broadway credits. I've been on Broadway. I graduated from Point Park, Carnegie Mellon, Juilliard. I'm sitting here like little old me from Montreal. Like, what the fuck do I bring to the table? (laughs) So I'm like, boys, line up. Mama needs a green card. Ask me how that worked out. (laughs) Yeah, dating on a a ship is never a good idea. You know my ship dating stories, guys. That is a whole other episode. We'll phone a friend on that one for you. What's but... my first memory? I'm okay. terrified for this one. I'm actually okay, terrified. Okay, okay, okay. So obviously it was the circle up, but I don't really count that because when we were rehearsing 
when we were rehearsing for this specific contract, there was three of you in your position. So we didn't like work together that much at first. And I knew you were like the funny one, the like, I'm not saying you, you're, you're very, like you're strict, but you're like, the vibe is, is like more chill with you. And I was like, Oh, like I'm, I'm like dying to like work with him. Like, when am I going to get a chance? And you were choreographing and setting the choreography for my number that I was starring in. Yep. And it's me and a bunch of guys or just like a couple of guys. And we were like waiting for you. It's like you, we rehearsal had kind of started. We're like, where is he? And then oh no, oh no. came through like the back doors of the rehearsal room. And you were like, Hey guys, <laughs> I've got my jazz pants. I'm ready. (laughs) I forgot I put on my 80s jazz pants for you all. (laughs) You had been in like your trainers and your Lulu and your joggers, right? For the last two weeks or something. Or this was like, honestly, maybe like even further into the process. And yeah, you were teaching like a Fosse-esque number, (laughs) jazz number. And you rolled up in these tight (laughs) jazz pants. And you know how guys are in jazz pants. Their butts are like really tight. And then- (laughs) And I'm just built like a house, so- No, 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 no. Your butt is tight. No, no, no. And they were flared and you had like split sole, slip on black jazz shoes on too. Oh, do you know why? It's probably because I- forgot I was teaching that number that day and I kept them in my drawer as an emergency like these are my backup pants from 1984 oh my gosh I was dying like oh okay this guy's not okay I well you were correct about that so that's kind of when the friendship blossomed you knew I was batshit I knew you were batshit and you were based in Toronto I'm like okay we're gonna be friends like this is gonna be a thing we have had many a cocktail and a laugh <laughs> together since. Justin, a cocktail? Maybe <laughs> several bottles of cocktail. Cheers. I'm going to drink my rose now. Justin's Same. obviously got a Jack and Coke, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yum. Okay. So when COVID happened, Justin. Oh, wow. Okay. That seems like so long ago now. <laughs> I know, but it's literally all we talk about it. I. I don't want it to hijack the episode, but I do want the listeners to know like where you were at and how your life has changed because of that. For sure. Yeah. I, um, you know, when you finally land a gig in theater that you think like, oh, wow, this is a steady job. This is something that's (laughs) going to last forever, which hardly ever happens in theater, right? Like, Mm -hmm. because even a Broadway show is going to close at some point, you know, totally. at some people, at some point, people are not going to want to see Phantom anymore. You know, <laughs> um, <laughs> that point was many a year ago for me. Oh, no here he goes. Phantom fans. Um, but anywho. I was yeah. waiting for one of those lines. <laughs> Just my off topic conversations. Um, anywho, I, I think that um, that having that security was one of the, the reasons I took the gig that I did. And, yeah. you know, I was so lucky to, I've lived in Toronto for eight years now. I have to do the math. Math, you know, I only count to eight for a living, so this is hard. For me. Um, <laughs> Five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> occasionally a twelve. Um, but uh, I was lucky enough to meet my fiance here, mm-hmm. and he and I were planning our wedding for mm-hmm. twenty twenty. It was the perfect year. It was going to be so exciting, and then of course, like so many other people, 
you know, it just should hit the fan. And obviously we were like, we could go to the courthouse and hazmat suits and get married, or we could just wait and have the killer party that we want to do. Nothing changes except a ring and a piece of paper. Our love for each other is still the same. So I know, but it's still devastating, Justin. And yours was the first wedding, I think, that I had on my list for 2020. I had a few that was canceled. Mm -hmm. And your bachelor party, we were supposed to go to New Orleans. I know. That's we were we were equally as sad about that as we were the wedding. Yeah, maybe a little more sad about the bachelor party. Let's be real. (laughs) It would have been crazy. It will be. Like it's happening. We just, you know. Okay, so canceled wedding. Wedding is still canceled. Twice now, because we planned it for 2021, even though uh, we both kind of knew, like, this probably isn't going to happen. My partner is a family doctor, so he knows kind of like, this is not going away quickly. (laughs) Doctor! I always ask you my vagina questions in case anyone's wondering. (laughs) We're, like, sitting down for Thai food. I'm like, so, like, I'm having this, and he's like, really, (laughs) Dee (laughs) Dee? Meanwhile, I'm just drinking my Jack and Diet and like, cool, great. Have fun. Talk about badge. Legit. Okay. <laughs> so where were you at professionally when the pandemic hit? Um, so I felt like I was accomplishing a lot at the time. And I was kind of like at the height of my game. I'm one of those people who like to stay really busy and have like several projects going on as opposed to just one task at a time. I like to be like, oh, I'll do a little bit on this thing and then a little bit on this thing. Um, and they all get done, but so I, that's just how my brain works. Um, and it all just came to a screeching halt and it was a lot of working from home for a while. Like uh, so many people have done. And then all of a sudden it was full, like furlough layoff because obviously no one is going on a cruise ship right now. (laughs) Really? (laughs) (laughs) The diamond princess really did us well, you know? I know. And, and that whole industry has been impacted more than we can imagine. And I think so much about the other people on board too, and not just the performers, but people who make their livelihoods from all over the world. And it's, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. I, you know, what's funny. I actually, I mean, I've thought about that of course, but I'm glad we're bringing it up because you're right. You know, it's a great gig for performers, great gig, good money, longstanding, but there are people like you said, who support their families from those boats. They sent, they spend their day off. Sorry. They don't get a day off. Let me correct myself. Nor do we really does. We get hours as performers we're lucky but like yeah they're like morning to get off the boat sending money home that's when it really hit me I remember one day I was like bitching about wanting to go to Starbucks or like being like (laughs) I'm so tired and then there's this guy on the shuttle who's literally going to a bank to wire money home to his family correct it really puts it into perspective and you're like wow my life isn't really that bad no (laughs) Justin Speaking of complaining and perspective, what is your favorite line? I really hope you know what I'm about to say. Oh, uh, well, one of my favorite jokes, which I think is, I hope to never have to say again after this pandemic, but it's how do you get a performer to complain? You give them a job. I remember you said that to me like very early on. No, not early on, but you said that to me and I was like, holy shit, mic drop. Uh, Well, and it's so true. I mean, I am, I complain as well. Everyone, you know, complains about their job, but it's to what level and you always, I always have to think about the people who covet 
my job, who I've coveted their job. And you just have to appreciate what you have in the now. I know it's hard. It's hard, especially when you're on a ship and you're living there, breathing it. You're there for so long. Another thing that you always say is when people become like, they're getting close to the end of their contract Oh yeah, and they start like counting down and they start posting like, can't wait to come home. Or maybe they're just like a resident (laughs) complainer. The countdown to unemployment is what I call it. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait to be unemployed again. You know, you're like, Hello. Can't wait to get back to a city and pound the pavement. <laughs> and wait tables. Let's go and plow through my bonus. That is one thing Teeny and I have in common. We have both waited many a table and bartended and done anything. We're not too proud. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's not too proud at all. And it was so funny when you did get furloughed, you were like, sweetie, can you hire me? Like, do you have any jobs? Like, let's bartend. I'm like, Babe, not even that is fruitful at this point. <laughs> Need me to walk some dogs? I, I'll happily do it. I love animals. <laughs> walk dogs not even happening. I'm a nanny now, Justin. Yeah, I'm announcing to the Are You Okay platform that I'm a nanny now. Like, we've gone there. Okay. Are Moving you on. okay? That's my question for you. <laughs> Babe, no. And I haven't told you this yet, but have you noticed the shirt that I'm wearing? I don't give a ship. Oh my God. So good. It's so good. Where did you get that? I forgot to show you and I wore it just for this interview. Um, I don't give a ship. Um, my good friend, my best friend, my girl, Layla got it for oh, me. Nice. Nice. Good choice. Of course. Okay. So guys, we're rambling. That's what we do. But I brought Justin on. Well, I knew I wanted to have Justin on when I launched this podcast because he knows what's up. Um, and knows what he's doing and has been extremely successful at it. So something that I, that really came to mind when I was like, well, what are we going to talk about? Because when I have industry people on in the biz, I want it to be specific. I want actors to be able to really take something away from this episode, not just a general talk about auditioning and performing and like training. Like, no, there needs to be a purpose. And the first thing that came to mind for me with Justin was the rehearsal do's and don'ts let me start by saying do not wear jazz pants from the 80s (laughs) (laughs) do not you're leading by example slash not no um that's the thing right guys there are so many things obviously in theater school you learn you know be on time and take direction but it never really goes beyond that and I really feel like the rehearsal process can break or make somebody's career would you agree with me 100%. There are people who I know just from the rehearsal process, I'm like, you are in my family. In my family, I say, uh, are people that I, if I had my own company, would be in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what I define as my family. I love that. No, that makes perfect sense. So I'm going to give you the floor to go through your do's and don'ts, Justin. And please do not go easy on us. Give it okay, to us. okay, okay. Well, um, obviously, I think the most important thing for a performer is be yourself because that's the only thing that you have to offer the world that makes you different. Yeah. And um, so a do is be yourself. A don't is try and idolize your favorite star or be fake in the room or laugh at jokes just even when they're not funny just to impress the choreographer or director. I hate that. 
Let me earn my laughs, please. Okay, but everything you say in the rehearsal room is funny, Justin. So I just want you to like know that. It may feel forced from some, but I'm like always cackling. Well, I can just clock you, Teeny, and I always know like I look in your eyes and your mouth is open and you're silently laughing. So I know there's a bit of shock value to that, which is good. Um, It also, I like to keep it light in the room because it keeps people interested. Yeah. You know, I've, I selfishly myself want to have a great day at work. So that's a do. (laughs) Everyone should enjoy themselves. And a don't is don't be miserable. (laughs) We play pretend for a career. So enjoy it. And it goes back to what you said about, you know, how do you get an actor to complain? Give them a job. People. Oh yeah. You're so right. That like energy vampire oh such a good way to describe it such a good way cool we all know who those people okay wait actually let me explain energy vampire is like somebody who literally robs you of your energy because they're so negative yes uh on the don't list crossing your arms in rehearsal (sighs) yawning in rehearsal all of that is total energy leech like sucking it out of the room guilty guilty (laughs) i mean look Oh, eye rolling. That's on the list too. Mm, We all do it, but it's so good to be reminded of it. Body language is everything. 100%. And and, uh, as a choreographer too, fully guilty. Like Mm. what I'm sitting behind the table presenting to the room is also very important. Mm. You know, not searching Facebook on my computer. Like we've seen at so many auditions or whatever. I'm like, there's a mirror behind you. We can see what you're doing. <laughs> I know. And you know what, Justin, not to segue, because we're going to, we're going to stay on topic here, but I really feel like phones have changed everything. Like and, especially mm-hmm. the rehearsal room. That is on my list. Actually. Um, I said, cell phones are a don't for me. I know. And I have worked actually the by pay and like standard of theater it's funny because the higher up I have been the less professional I got okay which is really interesting um like I've worked with Broadway choreographers and directors and things and the way the room is handled is very just like use your cell phones on the side and like just make sure you're ready when we need you and that's a don't for me yeah. Here's, here's why. It's like, leave your cell phones out of the room. You've worked so hard and you've trained so hard to get to this moment. And so has everyone else in the room. So I treat it like an actor's temple. And I know that sounds really like I'm going to wear patchouli and like <laughs> vape. But like, I, I want you to think of it as like, when you cross into this room, you're not only supporting yourself and how hard you've worked to get here, you're supporting the other people in the room. So if they're acting and you're sitting on the side, you're watching and heaven forbid, even learning something, you know? I know. And I'll be the first to sit here and say, like with my first contract, I very much kept my cell phone in my locker. Mm -hmm. And by the third, I had it in the room and I will, Hey, I'm the queen of owning my shit. So (laughs) And you're right, Justin, you're so right. And I get we're living in a world where it's it's become like a body part. Maybe you take your notes on it, whatever the excuse right. you have. Every time you check your phone, you're removing yourself from the moment. 100%. And guess what? All that Instagram is still going to be there when you get out of the room on your five minute break. <laughs> you don't say. That's another thing too. It's like on break, everyone's in their phones. And I get it. You need an escape. You don't want to be like shooting the shit anymore with people that are like annoying you, that you're like lifting, that are sweaty. But like, it's just changed everything. And like, I'm guilty of it too. But man, I really wish 
sometimes we can go back to like not having them. I'm not kidding. Oh, well, I, I think that's awesome. Like, I, you know, I, one of my favorite memories as a kid, not to get off subject because we always do. You know? <laughs> um, that's why a conversation with Teeny and I goes on for far too long. Um, Legit. But one of my favorite memories as a kid, I lived out in the country. We didn't have cable. We couldn't have pizza delivered, you know, Kentucky. Um, and we had a huge snowstorm. And I mean, huge for Kentucky is like two feet. And you're like, oh, no, what right. do we do? And, but it, it was an ice storm and it, it made our power go out for like a week. And it was the best thing for our family because we played Aww. games and like lit a fire and cooked things over a stove, like, you know, pioneer days. And it was just like, I think of that moment and how simple life can be, you know? <laughs> no, no, I know. And it's, and it's like, we always need to be reminded of it. It crosses over into every aspect of our lives, not just the rehearsal room. So thanks Absolutely. for sharing that, babe. We're of getting course. deep. <laughs> this is free therapy. So it's great. Spray the patchouli, everyone. Okay. <laughs> Keep going down your list. Um. Okay. So in my mind, professionalism, do is once something is taught a song a dance a scene the next time it's rehearsed you're off book you know what you're doing okay I think you know there are certain things like if you have a crazy patter song it might take you a couple tries to get it you know that's a lot of lyrics a 10 minute dance number sure it's not going to be perfect but I hate reteaching that's on the don't list yeah you know messing up corrections absolutely but especially in like these regional theaters now that are like put it well not now but before the <laughs> pandemic we're putting up shows in four or five days there's no time right so no time do your homework and and teeny you're a pro like i am at this you have to know your own boundaries so on the do list, it's knowing how many cocktails you can have at night and still function to do your job the no. next day or know your lines or your dances or your songs or whatever. Um, but the don't, I see that a lot. I see people enjoy their time in the rehearsal process, which is great. You should. It's part of theater. Yeah. Especially but if you're coming from another city, you want 100%. them to explore the city. But it's knowing your limits. So mm. it's knowing that, you know, to be successful and to promote myself, because you, you know, in this business, you are your own representative at all times. So you have to know what, how, how you're walking in the door every day. And that, yes, 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 yes. I mean, thank you for the compliment because you're right. <laughs> I do like to have a good time. Same. And I've had many a drink a night before a rehearsal process, but not when I had to be like, like you said, I mean, can I sing a high E? We're not sure, but I'm not, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not yeah. doing that. Then I, And hey, again, the queen of owning her shit. I have made that mistake and I regretted it. Same. Oh my gosh. Same, 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 same. So don't make those mistakes, guys. It's not worth it. Um. A do is, like I said, being focused in the room. A don't is interrupting rehearsal. I hate it. <laughs> it makes me so mad. Um, just being a distraction in general. And that's part of that kind of like actors, you know, I had a teacher in college who she was very like patchouli and, you know, feelings. And <laughs> I was like, just get to the point. Um, but uh, it's it's very much the um, the actor's temple. And it, this is kind of what she was teaching is, is, you know, when you're in the room, you're prepared, you're focused, you're ready to work. You know, as you always say, happy to be here, ready to work. 
Happy to be here, ready to work. <laughs> I have so, it on a hat. <laughs> I know, guys. In my second cast, my second cruise ship contract, it ended up being kind of like our slogan. And most casts will get like jackets or ha- or something made. And we went with snapbacks that said, happy to be here, ready to work. So cute, but such a good reminder. It really is. Every time I see it, I think not only of your cast, which was so fun, I think of um, exactly that. And this year... Oh my gosh, <sighs> that has never rang truer like than than this year. The gratitude. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah, keep God. going, keep going, Same. keep going. Same. Um, coming back from breaks, obviously, come back early, not on time. Like you are ready to work when you walk through the door. That's a do. Uh, being late from a break or late for the start of a day or back from lunch or whatever, a don't. Yeah, you're making every creative person mad by doing that. <laughs> Any job, guys. Muggles, listen up. (laughs) Punctuality. I had this conversation with my partner. I'm like, it is the most disrespectful thing on the planet. Truly. Showing up late is so disrespectful. And we all do it. We're all guilty of it. We all sleep in. We all have our moments. Consecutively being late for work is such a smack in that person's face. And not only that person, it's everyone else who's waiting on you. It's so rude. My dad always taught me. He was like the one sitting in the parking lot 20 minutes early. Like that was what he always taught me is like, you never know. You never know. And I was like, you're right. You don't. Shit happens. You know, traffic, the list goes on. Especially if you're taking TTC in Toronto. Oh, good luck. You should try New York. (laughs) Good luck. (laughs) Leave four like, hours early. I literally was about to say four hours. Okay. Okay. <laughs> keep going. Keep going. You're killing um, it. I just, you know, here I go. Um, one thing that's newer for me are those giant, I don't know what they're called, but they're those giant metal water bottles, which I have like three of, and I love them because they keep your liquids so cold or so warm. Are you about to say when they fall? Oh my gosh. It's like <laughs> literally bombs going off when they fall and it startles the entire room and takes focus away for like 10 <laughs> minutes while all of us have a coronary. And then like we settle back down and then sure enough, another one will fall. You're like, come on, God. No, always, always another one will fall. And a lot of times in this cruise ship setting for rehearsal process, you're doing like live runs for a guest audience, correct? Yeah. yeah. And then you've got dancer number four quick changing into her rehearsal skirt and she knocks over the the loud metal water bottle and everyone's staring at her and no and one's watching so-and-so <laughs> killing themselves on stage. And, you know, someone set them up like metal bowling pins and it's not just one. It's like she got a full strike, you know, <laughs> so I hate that. They startle me. It's a little pet peeve. It, it's like a minor don't. That's it. I'm just happy to do theater these days. So like, you know, whatever. (laughs) You're like, it's fine, guys. Show up with a barrel and knock it over. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, bring the full Jack Daniels barrel to work. Um, So uh, production table. Oh, this is a big one. Okay. Elaborate. I pet peeve of mine is crossing in front of the production table at the front of the room during, especially during like rehearsal or during a run or heaven forbid sitting behind it. As a okay, performer. so production table as in where the creative team is sitting yeah. to watch you and to teach you. Correct. Yeah, we, you know, we have our space 
that we need to have like have our notes and you know there are notes about actors and things on the table too that probably shouldn't be seen um but we I think it's it's more of a respect thing it's uh I have worked for a lot of years to get behind that table yeah and then someone comes and just like plops their you know their Leducas on the table next to me I'm like no like come on give me a second you know One hundred percent. Like, no, there is a difference. Actors love to push buttons. Let's be real. I mean, yeah, I'm. Oh, I'm <laughs> sure. I'm sure people have notes on me as an actor. Uh, you know, from my Justin, yesteryear. this isn't about that. We're praising <laughs> you, okay? <laughs> but, uh, but you know, these are things I've learned over the years, and I will say, having stepped into the other side of the table and into someone else's shoes. Um, has made me really cognizant of of treating performers well and for them to treat uh, the creative team well as you know as a as a trade-off I'm doing this job today tomorrow I might be an actor who knows you know right but there's a difference there is a difference yeah cool and it's it's like I want to help you that's that's ultimately the the thing behind the table you have to trust me that's a do trust the creative team because they are there they're the eyes and they're the ones seeing this show over and over and over again. So do trust them. And a don't is do your own thing and think that you know all the right answers. <laughs> I'm actually annoyed that you even have to say that because yeah. it's like, listen, if you wanted to be a director, be a fucking director. <laughs> Amen, sis. Yeah. Because when I was in theater school, I remember, I'll never forget. There was a, I went to John Abbott College and they had the actors program and then they have the tech and design program. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget, we had like a group meeting or I forget, it was very early on. And they were like, listen, it's not your job to like the costume. It's your job to wear it. 100%. It's not your job to block the show. It's your job to take direction. Yep. Yep. I don't know who needs to fucking hear this, <laughs> but write it down. You're driving me crazy. This is a do. Write your notes down with a <laughs> pencil or pen in a on a piece of paper or a notebook not in a phone because once again they're not in the room but (laughs) you should write everything down and ttfn is not tata for now for those of you from the aim days uh it is take the fucking note so ttfn (laughs) take the fucking note you say thank you and you write it down it is not a discussion. No, Just it's not up for debate to be like, well, I really didn't think that my character would feel the need. Don't care. Make it work. I'm pointing to my watch during that. I'm like, cool, great. I have five minutes to get these nose out, notes out. Not nose. <laughs> Jack Daniels. <laughs> Jack Daniels. But no, seriously, just to kind of like elaborate on that, guys. Wait, I'm losing my train of thought too. Rosé. <laughs> oh this is where this is where this is where it gets messy people no this is where i cut this out actually i'll probably keep it because it's (laughs) funny um if you're confused ask the person to elaborate on the note sure if you but like you said it's not up for discussion or debate if you need clarification go see the director after the note session whatever you're not a prisoner but like come on 
especially in those note sessions where the entire company is sitting there. Yeah. Because guess what? There are however many other people on your show sitting there watching you not take your note. So it's doubly embarrassing. <laughs> um, so let's talk about rehearsal attire do's and don'ts. Okay. This is <laughs> my biggest pet peeve. Um, I baggy clothes that look like you just rolled out of bed and like your pajamas are a big don't for me. Uh, you know, those pants that have the crotch that goes to your knees. No, I call them colostomy bag pants. I hate <laughs> them. I hate them. They're on the no, do not wear those. It does nothing for your form, nothing for your body. Right. And you're a dancer and you're a choreographer and a dance teacher. You need to see the body. This isn't about body image. This is literally about placement. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And it's, um, it's also about looking, like I said, you're promoting yourself. So mm. when you're standing in a room, you want to look professional and yes, we all have our off days and we don't look great, but like you want to stand in the front of the room and not look like you've rolled out of bed and that you've worked years to get here, you know? Yeah. And it doesn't mean coming with a full face of airbrushed makeup, but <laughs> Come prepare, like, yeah, you At are- At least some lipstick and some, you know, <laughs> some eyeliner. <laughs> Pluck your fucking eyebrows. <laughs> don't have a unibrow. That's a, that's a, that's a don't. Like, take advantage of the washer and dryer that the company provided you with. Okay, we're, okay, we're, we're I digressing. digress. Um, Teeny, the time has come to talk about rehearsal heels. <gasps> I'm going dun, dun, dun. <laughs> um, If you know me at all, I am passionate about rehearsal heels. And if you are someone that gets to wear heels in rehearsal, you want to make sure you're wearing the right ones. The okay. right ones are Leducas. Invest in them. Do it. If you're an actor and you're doing this professionally, yes, they cost a lot of money, but they're the ones that make your legs look the best. Everybody listen up. I bought my first pair of Leducas back in theater school and I was one of the first girls in my class to have them and luckily I had parents who were you know generous and supported me till I graduated then they cut me off um <laughs> but I had the same pair until two years ago they yep. lasted me five years I'm not kidding that's a hundred bucks a year actually no they're cheaper than that but with the shipping to Canada you know they really kill you so <laughs> Um, do it, invest in them. And then if you can't afford Leducas, what do you think is a good second, Justin? You know, there are some, for a while, Capizio was making kind of a Leduca knockoff, but they're really hard to find now. Um, but they, they, they do exist. Um, nothing less than two and a half inches, period. Mm -hmm. Um, so do Leduca, 100% support that company. And if they're good enough for Broadway, they're good enough for a rehearsal, right? Yeah, that's um, what the, the girls on Broadway are wearing. I should just say the actors on Broadway are wearing. Yep. Um, the they're, expen mm -hmm. they're expensive. They're gorgeous. Done. Um, a don't is what I lovingly call the gravy boat, which <laughs> is my first character heel, um, which is that lovely half inch beige that doesn't match your skin tone shoe that you order um, from a catalog or pick up at like, you know, your mom and pop dance store, um, <laughs> that, you know, has that lovely T band running straight to the top of your ankle. Yeah. Save it to pour gravy out of for Thanksgiving dinner. Don't put it on your foot. It does nothing for your lines. 
It does nothing. And also, real talk does not support your foot. Or my eyes. (laughs) I just banged my head. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Because my eyes are bleeding every time I see them. I know. And I don't care how good of a dancer you are. You can't pull it off. Take out a fucking loan if you have to. Do not. You know what? Hit me up. I'll lend you the money. I'm not kidding. I'm getting tired of seeing them. (laughs) That's good. I will not, but support yourself. (laughs) Support yourself and do yourself a favor. Buy yourself a nice pair of heels. Okay. Amazing. That is a do and don't. Anything else? (laughs) And in those heels, when you're in the studio and we're doing runs, do learn how to walk quietly in them while scenes are going on. And don't (laughs) walk like a Clydesdale. (laughs) No, I know. Even me, I was on set last weekend. Ew, I was on set last weekend. Oh my God, who are you? And not much. Don't worry. I didn't even get to speak. But I had to wear heels and they were very similar to the dance heels that they give us on the ship. And I'm like, clonk, 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 clonk. And I'm like, teeny, I know it's been a minute since you've worn these, but stop walking like that. (laughs) anyways keep going it's it's the same as tap shoes actually if you're doing a show with tap in it and you have your tap shoes on waiting to enter the stage or you have to do a stage left a stage right or whatever cross learn how to walk in them like flex your toes right pick up your heels and walk on the soft soles because you you don't want to be you know shuffle ball changing as someone's doing an intimate scene anything Um, else on your list oh girl i can go for hours do not stand in front of the stage manager's desk wherever they are the stage manager is calling the show they're keeping you safe whether there's automation and things happening um whether you're on stage or in rehearsal studio wherever they need to see what's going on so never stand in front of the stage manager yeah safety um this is kind of a like case by case situation but it's understudies in the room and okay the etiquette um some people like the understudies to be up on their feet and doing their thing like in the back of the room or whatnot I like here here's what I would say I like to see that the understudy is working and once again like not on their phone or doing sudoku um (laughs) but I think it is a little disrespectful to the primary if you're like full, you know, 110% in the back of the room, full out, you know, so they're seeing you in the mirror do do the exact same thing. I think that's, that's a don't. Justin, no. And I can say that because I have, I've been a swing in so many shows um, that, you know, the, (laughs) the eternal understudy basically um yeah so there there is a way to do it without being disrespectful and if everyone's dancing the number then obviously dance it at the back of the room who cares you're just you know um but you have to think of once again put yourself at the front of the table and what are they seeing what is the creative team seeing are you being distracting doing this or is it bettering the production you know personally i mean again in canada canadian theater they often can't afford an understudy um so (laughs) oh no (laughs) i'm kidding don't get sick (laughs) Uh, canadians don't get sick we don't even got vaccines up here okay you're birthed right into snow (laughs) that being said the 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 understudy was definitely this something that i hadn't really explored until i started working for cruise line And I was like, oh, wow, this is so cool. Like, this is, you know, an opportunity for you to, like, silently steal the show. 
I love what you say about that because I've seen it so many times the understudy in the back, just like giving the most. And I'm like, are you okay? Like genuinely. Let's talk about music rehearsals briefly because I'm a singer first who happens to dance, but music rehearsal dues always ask if it's okay to record. Like if you're recording a vocal part or whatnot, um, because, you know, some people are funny about that. Uh, so that's yeah. a do. Always ask. Um, a don't is don't talk while other people are learning their parts. It's rude. What do you mean? I shouldn't be like Facebook messaging the group and the cast? <laughs> Maybe, you know, let that person learn their tenor line. And then when it gets back to the bases, Teeny, you can learn your role. Oh, babe, I'm a mess in music rehearsals. I have a music theater degree, but sweetie don't know how to sight read. So it's very rare that I'm on my phone because I'm sitting there being like, do, re, mi, fa, so. Literally, I'm like fucked. But anyways, that's a story for another day. Fake it till oh, you make it, baby. Okay. 100%. That's kind of all. I mean, that's, that's, I could keep going. If you ask yeah. me about a subject, I will tell you, but just be kind. It's a, it's a small world, this theater world. And, you know, I have worked with Neil Patrick Harris and I've worked with Anne Reinking, God rest her soul. And it, it, you know, and some others, but the thing that sets them apart is that they are kind people, you know? And, and I think that's why they keep working. And so you have to idolize those people and, and, you know, exude kindness. Don't be a jerk. And I do want to touch quickly on the fact that you said this industry is small because it is. You want to know something, Justin? I had a friend of mine text me today. It's actually a mutual friend of ours. Um, And he goes, hey, listen, I had so-and-so reach out to me about so-and-so. What should I tell them? And, you know, this person that this person was inquiring about was extremely problematic and it's like, damn, like, what do you say in that case? Well, first of all, I think honesty is the best policy. If someone is asking me about someone and they hire them just because I was nice about that person and then that backfires on me, like, I'm good. Yeah. So I think there's something to be said about that. You know, like I've had a choreographer when I worked at a regional theater, she's like, yeah, I asked so-and-so about you. Like it happens every day. So not only are they checking your social media, Yep. They're following up. 100%. The, um, I mean, I do side choreo gigs with another company as well. And I've had so many people that I've worked with audition and I immediately reach out to the producer and I say, no way, don't do I know. it. And then there are people who I see that they're even slightly interested in. And I'm like, you stop looking. This is the person you're hiring you know, and it, it's, it just speaks volumes about professionalism, kindness, and, you know, and the rehearsal process. That's it. A hundred percent. Where you get to know these people on a di- different level, because guys, the creative team is not going to open Well, they're going to opening night. They should be, but yeah. <laughs> they're not going to the entire contract with you. They're not no. going to come to every show. So the rehearsal process, would you say, Justin, is an opportunity where you will get rehired. That's your chance. For me, I think 100% uh, because I am living in a constant state of rehearsal. Yeah. You know, like I, I take the cast to the ship. I say, happy opening, champagne toast, good luck, you know, and then I come back, but um, into another cast. So 
I think personally, yes, your bread and butter as a performer is your rehearsal etiquette. And what would you say, like, how much can you really screw up? Like if you, cause I know for me, I have had the vocal director, you know, come for me being like, you don't know your part. And I'm like, I'm never going to get hired again. Like what, where's the line? Like how badly can you screw up? Here's the thing. Uh, talent is subjective. And, yep. and, you know, going to school for theater is hilarious because you're <laughs> like, cool, that person got an A and I got a C. You know what I mean? Uh, oh, I say it all the time. I say it you, all the how time. Do you, how do you grade talent? You know, you spin your chair around like the voice. I don't know. So uh, it's it's all subjective. What isn't subjective is professionalism and kindness. So that's something that you can control. And I think that is something that uh, talking about that rehiring, it's, um, it's very important that you do everything in your power um, to put your best foot forward at all times. You know, something yeah. like memorizing your lines and showing up prepared goes miles. You know, it, it, I feel like that that is something that you can control. If you forget a note or you forget a step, it's going to, it's rehearsal process. That's what we're doing this for, you know. Justin, um, yeah. it's been a theme since I started this podcast because it's, for me, it's been a theme with COVID. Mm -hmm. Focus on what you can control. 100%. Like, hello, we can all spiral and say, oh, COVID, like they're shutting everything. You know, focus on what you can control. For me, it was start a podcast. I can control that. So for focusing on what you can control, what does that look like for you, Justin? Well, you know, I, during this crazy time, it's, uh, I, I like to think of it as selfish entertainment, things that entertain me that also entertain others. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and, this and so podcast. A hundred percent. And so like, uh, I host trivia for a group of my friends, which is a lot of fun. And um, yes, I'm there usually, but she's a <laughs> nanny now. So he literally, guys, I'm not kidding, gives like a full fucking trivia every two weeks. Like, <sighs> PowerPoint, amazing questions. We're all competing on teams. Like slide into his DMs if you want the exclusive <laughs> invite. But anyway, keep going. It's a lot of fun, but it's selfish because I enjoy it and it brings joy to other people, which I think is the best kind of entertainment. Yes! And speaking of, my friend Kyle and I have started a YouTube and Instagram. Uh, we were both what we called bad homosexuals who had never seen Murder, She Wrote. So <laughs> <laughs> we started our own little show uh, called the Cabot Cove Ladies Auxiliary and Theatrical Concessions Organization. It just rolls off the tongue, really. Um, but you can find us at Cabot Cove, L-A-T-C-O. And we summarize Murder, She Wrote from the, homos the homosexual perspective. <laughs> Justin, we love a good homosexual perspective on the Are You Okay podcast. <laughs> I was going to say, and who really doesn't? You know what? We've been going on and on and on. So I just want to do a quick, before we wrap things up, fact or fiction with you. Oh my gosh, I'm terrified. You should be. Because I've done this with my last two guests with casting director Stephen Mann. We did casting edition and he said the same thing. I'm terrified. <laughs> and I did it last week with the breakup coach. Um, love relationship cliche edition so Ooh. i want to do cruise ship performer edition oh my god okay hold on i'm pouring some more jack daniels 
I know this is going to be a long episode, but I don't care. Okay. (laughs) You can literally get rid of half of everything I've said. No, it's all been so (laughs) No. Are you okay? Yes, it has. Stop it. See, actors love to self-deprecate. Anyways, especially after a year of no work, we're like, we're worthless. Okay. Justin, Factor Fiction Cruise Ship Performer Edition. Oh my gosh. You will fall on stage from the ship listing. Fact or fiction? Fact. (laughs) I have gone through a hurricane with 70 foot waves. Fact. That's all we need. Thank you. Still did the show. Lifts opened, flying the whole lot. Yeah. Fact. (laughs) Babe, of course you did. It's fucking you. (laughs) And I would do the same because we're not okay. Nope. Your entire cast will have seen you fully naked by the end of the contract. Fact. fact or <laughs> fact you don't even not. have to ask just fact <laughs> fully fact for more than one reason you've probably hooked up with half of them but mostly uh, the dress but mostly the dressing room <laughs> well that's it especially when it's like a long-standing contract this goes the same for regional theater that's like longer than two months you just be these people are your family your brothers your sisters like you said you've hooked up with them you're full there's a quick change you're standing there spread eagle and the costumer is ripping your clothes off of you you don't have time to think about it you know you have to just quickly go from one spandex costume to the next so you just get naked and move on amen free the teddy i talked about it on episode three okay with the lovely cane ash okay of course if you're the swing be prepared to go on opening night. Fact or fiction? Fact. Every <laughs> every contract I did, I went on opening night for one of the shows. Fact. So guys, when you're a swing, you basically understudy the entire, well, mostly the dancers, then some of the singers, the entire mm-hmm. cast. It, it varies from cast to cast. And, and cruise line to cruise line too. Yeah. True, 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 true. So when you're the swing, you're like the understudy for everyone. And Nobody thinks anything's going to go wrong opening night. No one's going to get sick. No one's going to get injured. So-and-so's grandparent isn't going to die. And then lo and behold, Justin Peebles saves the day. Put on my dance belt. Ready to go. Oh, my God. Can you tell the muggles, the non-theater folk, what a dance belt is? A dance belt is a very tight uh, thong, basically, (laughs) that is padded in the front to hide your junk. The straight boys love to wear the full bum version. And I'm like, oh, who are you kidding? Put the song on, bitch. Yeah, no, no. I split the mountains every time for sure. Like (laughs) right up the bum. Yo, I've never heard that. I split the mountains. (laughs) I'm done with you. Okay. You're only getting a couple more and then I'm kicking you off. Okay. (laughs) Okay. This is a good one. (laughs) Oh no, I'm terrified you will call out from the show due to age fact or fiction Ooh, you should it 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 is a fact you should call out if you have gastrointestinal situations going on especially on a ship because it's very contagious i have never experienced that oh my gosh that's good i'm knocking on all of the wood right now because i have worked on ships for or uh, been a part of a uh, cruise line process for many years now. So. 
babe, you know what's so funny about that? Because I'm the first to be like, I never call out. I did two full contracts without calling out. And then my third contract, age, aka acute gastroenteritis, don't know what the fucking E stands for, <laughs> got the best of me and I had to call out. You text me from the ship that night and I you was were like devastated. I was like, and- the streak is over. She got, it happened. The Every, diarrhea. You know, all the DMs were going crazy. They were like, teeny called out. Oh my word. It must be serious. <laughs> oh, I love it. That makes me sound so professional. <laughs> um, okay. I'm going to give you one more and then I'm kicking you off. Oh okay. God, I'm terrified once again. You will start to think the walls are attractive. Fact or fiction? <laughs> fact uh fact 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 um uh this is this is how i would sum that up my very first contract i remember going around in that uh kumbaya welcome circle where everyone's like this is my husband we met on a ship this is my boyfriend we met on a ship i'm like oh my god i can't wait to meet my partner how exciting (laughs) so after you've been locked at sea for many many days (laughs) everything starts to look attractive and we call that ship goggles (laughs) oh do tell what are ship goggles justin you know like when you're in driver's ed and they put you in those drunk goggles and they're like hey this is what it's like to be drunk ship goggles work much of the same except they focus in on something that we wouldn't normally even turn your head at you took the words out of my mouth like fully I mean I do want to shout out the creatures that I dated they were always really attractive I will say that yeah I'm calling them creatures creatures I'm dying I'm going to hell I'm going to hell no you're not I'll I'll see you there I'll drive the bus um (laughs) if you're a performer out there whenever the world opens again and you're like I need to save money and I would love to see the world because I'm you know sick of looking at the same walls a cruise ship is an amazing job. Yeah. Like, an absolute amazing job. If you are single, especially, however, it is not a place to date. <laughs> yeah. Let, 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 let's wrap things up with this wholesome advice. I second everything that you said, Justin. <laughs> I, it changed my life. I'm not going to sit here and get funny about it. I'm going to be sappy about it. It changed my life. It gave me some of my best friends. It gave me some of the best perspective, the best professional experience, the best tan. (laughs) I'm translucent now. Same. If I stand in front of a lamp, you can see my brain right now. Hello. Help Toronto. (laughs) Please help us. We're in lockdown. But, you know, all jokes aside, an amazing gag. Um, and you learn so much about yourself and sadly you make a lot of mistakes. (laughs) Oh my word. Absolutely. Teeny. And, but you know what, like you said, it betters yourself and you know, then leaving the ship, what you, you, you've grown and you, uh, you know what not to do. (laughs) Yeah. Amen. Like, honestly, I wouldn't change those experiences for anything. I was so unhinged when I was dating these people and 
great. I laugh about it now. I pull from it. Doesn't matter. And if you're not a performer and you want to work on a ship, I encourage you to do so too. Like you get paid to travel, you save your money and you have fun. Like that yeah. end of story, end of story, <laughs> Justin, I'm kicking you off. I keep saying that. I don't know why, because I love you. And I love you too, my dear. And I can't wait to give you a giant hug and I know, I know. And I can't wait to ask your fiance vagina questions on your wedding day. Okay. On that note, I hope everyone learned something from this episode. I know I did. It's always good to get those friendly reminders because guess what, guys? Theater will be back. And you're going to be thankful that you listened to Justin and all of his fucking pointers. All right. Take the note. Thank you so much for coming on, Justin. I love Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Thank you so much, Podsters, for tuning in to another episode of Are You Okay with Teeny Lewis? I am not okay. And if you want to see how truly not okay I am, go ahead and follow me on Instagram at Teeny Time. That is T-E-N-E Time on Instagram. I will see you guys next Tuesday. Please go ahead and hit that little subscribe button if you haven't already. Rate, review the show, share it with your friends. It really helps me out so that I can keep bringing you not okay content. Stay safe, everyone, and by no circumstances do I want you staying sane. All right, take the note. Take the fucking note.